Bill, she's all in the news nowadays. Nude? Nude? <laughs> news. Well, sometimes in the news. Yeah. Uh, our good old friend Barbie. Barbie, mm-hmm. my neighbor. Yeah. Well, do you know what Barbie said when she got locked out of her house? Uh, is it keys or knees? I don't know. <laughs> Can you let me in? <laughs> It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the Barbie hood. Let me tell you, there you can go online and find all kinds of Barbie jokes, and most of them are not suitable for our podcast. I imagine. I imagine. Yeah. We we are a fairly G-rated podcast. Pretty much, except you, you go into the little R-ish areas sometimes. Sean. Well, yeah, yeah. We so get do I, a, I guess. We get a little PG-ish. PG-ish. In, yeah. in, sometimes, but we, you know, and then most of the podcasts I listen to out there, there's all kinds of, It's know, gratuitous. Yeah, well, you it's know, all over the place. The, those, the, that F word is not, you know, it isn't like salt. You don't sprinkle it everywhere, people. You know? <laughs> which is to say, you all are pretty safe with us. Pretty safe. Which is to say, safety doesn't necessarily mean boring. You're not boring, not at all. <laughs> not at all, no. So here, here we are, Wacky Poem Live. Here we are, yes, Thank you again. all for joining us for episode 95. 95. Yeah. Nine, we're, that, that triple digit's getting closer. It's getting closer and yeah. closer, and we are going to be doing a special episode episode 100 to celebrate we will be uh, our good friend maria is going to come and do some video oh my and we will record the podcast as normal but oh, we'll have to brush my hair and yeah and we're hoping we're hoping people will drop in uh, when we record that podcast we might even slam someone on the air and say get in Get in here, say something. I do want some people to come in and, mm-hmm. and speak into this thing yeah. we're speaking into. Speak, yeah, talk. <laughs> Hope they talk good. Sing a song, yeah. something. I don't know. <laughs> Use some punctuation. We, right. We don't care. <laughs> we were just talking about punctuation. You all will be happy to know we're going to have a future episode about punctuation. punctuation. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was an episode of The Electric Company. Punctuation. Punctuation. Um, and I, I I think I hear people I get the idea they're going to be cringing in terror, and I don't you know I love the state of Oklahoma I'm not from here necessarily but I seen some bad <laughs> punctuation I, I seen it uh, every day. Well, it's an interesting topic when you're talk when you're talking about poetry, mm-hmm. uh, poetry and punctuation. So we're going to get into that. The p words mm-hmm. poetry. And but today we are talking mm-hmm. about Barbie. Barbie. And, um, mm-hmm. of course, side note, I have not seen the movie yet. I have not either. Yeah. And it, I'm getting more and more curious. Yeah. I uh, mean, I intend to see it. I just, I'm really very late about getting I want to see some things. of those choreographed dance routines during that <laughs> Barbie ball number. Well, I really like Ryan Gosling, too, so, you know. I hear that he, you can see his chisel chest <laughs> and his his abs, chisel, whatever you call it, the eight-pack, six-pack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so out of touch with new shows and such. I don't even really know who Margot Robbie is, but she's good. You know, more power she's to her. Good. I hear she's really good. She's very good. So we'll eventually get there. But we are yeah. going to talk about Barbie today Barbie. because we Barbie, Barbie, Barbie. Barbie. Um, we have in the museum here in the rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry, where we get most of our topics for this uh, podcast. We have an exhibit on memory. And it's been up for over a year now, and we've talked about things from that exhibit at least twice, maybe Mm -hmm. three times Mm -hmm. before. Because what it is there, it's very interactive. There are a whole bunch of styrofoam heads, and you are encouraged to write and draw and create on one of the heads 
a memory that will um, stay with you. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about one of those today. Yes. It's the most the, unique one we've had so far. Most unique. <laughs> and um, I'm realizing that that exhibit is specifically, I'm not sure, and you probably do realize this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, this is a perfect example of expressionism. Mm-hmm. And interactive expressionism to mm-hmm. be able to come in and feel free to be able to do this, and it's uh, one of the most um, how do I say intimate forms of art to be able to express. Right, and, and I like that you use that word expressionism because it, it mm-hmm. that is an expressionistic piece of art, and that we're going to talk about today. And if you're not listening to us from our website wackypoemlife.com, you definitely want to go over there because there'll be pictures of what we're talking about. Um, But so expressionism, which I don't really remember from all my art classes, but I do remember it was mainly about, you know, expressing internal emotions. Emotions. You're exactly right. Emotions in art. Emotions in art. Shape and sound. And the more I look at this, this could be at Fieldbrook on a pedestal. Yeah. I mean, it is really good. It should be. Really good. (laughs) And uh, you're right. Color is the most expressive form of art is Mm -hmm. color. Color Mm -hmm. Color evokes. Yeah, and it, especially if you're talking about visual art, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I mentioned sound. If you're obviously talking about music, then that's an incredibly emotional art form too. Uh, but in the visual arts, color is is so important, mm-hmm. and uh, it can be representational. There is some representation here because we have, in the head, we're going to talk about. We have an actual. Uh, Barbie who's stuck in the head. <laughs> Literally, um, she, Barbie is stuck in her head. <laughs> yes, you know, metaphorically and physically. Yes, but it, but it's for the most part about the uh, feelings and the emotions that are sparked mm-hmm. by a memory. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, the young woman that cr- that created this, um, I think, was a, a real unique young woman. But she's also quite talented mm-hmm. and uh what age range is she? was she she was she's 11 that's see this is quite amazing to me mm-hmm. that this is an 11 year old mm-hmm. even even to draw eyebrows in the form of a of a of a sorrow or a frown mm-hmm. is, is unique for someone that age right so let's describe it a little bit okay. for our listeners okay. so we have just a white styrofoam head here and um what we did we uh, we went down. I had some I had some uh, artists, very young artists that I was working with, and we went down to the rummage store, and uh, I told them to collect some items and bring them back, and make something with them. And so she had picked out uh, several things, but one of them was a a Barbie doll, mm-hmm. and um, and so she has taken the doll apart, and then put it inside or protruding from the styrofoam head. Like like the head has enveloped, enclosed the entire body of this Barbie. Yes. Um, uh, so, um, as someone who has taken some college art, I know a thing or two about it, this is quite advanced for an uh, 11-year-old person. I, I would think so. Quite yeah. advanced. Yeah. And we could say her name here, but we're just going to say our artist. Our artist, yeah, right. our artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she has the, the head of the Barbie. It's not actually a Barbie. I think it's a brat doll, but I'm just calling it Barbie, a Barbie doll. Barbie, it's Barbie-esque. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. She has her head on top of the styrofoam head and the two arms protruding, the two legs protruding. And then the torso is actually glued to the styrofoam head's mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she's bas- basically eating the torso. And she has three-dimensional tears. 
Yes. Uh, in the form of, of dripping glue gun that she's painted blue mm-hmm. and uh, eyeliner, eyebrows. And I notice it looks like somewhat of a Joker lipstick uh, uh, mask. Yes, the the red lips go all the way mm-hmm. around yeah. the head. Mm-hmm. And we discussed whether this might be uh, something that was um, a cry for help or a, just a, a notice what I've been through situation for this young woman. But how ironic in a way that this being the topic of this podcast, she has achieved her goal mm-hmm. in reaching other people mm-hmm. with her message. Right. I think that's really a full, a full circle moment. Right. And so in terms of the message or the poetry, she has written with a, a blue magic marker on both sides of the head, uh, two sentences, one on each side. So one side says, the one I'm looking at right mm-hmm. now says, I remember when I was a free head. A free head. And my side says, I remember when I was a full Barbie. Yeah. So she feels incomplete, mm-hmm. that something is missing or has been removed. Mm-hmm. Um, and Or think, something's obstructing her. Uh, obstructing. I remember when or, I was a free head. Or she's trapped. Yeah. She's yeah. trapped. When I didn't have another person trapped mm-hmm. inside my head. And you happen to know a little bit of the backstory of this person, that there have been some complications mm-hmm. uh, in her life. And mm-hmm. she was, this is a, actually a great way to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Instead of acting out, let's, let's create and deal with it in, in a constructive manner. Right. So, you know, this just occurred to me, Bill, uh, but yesterday I got an email from a woman here, I think from Rogers County, but she serves Rogers County, Mays County, and I think parts of Tulsa County um, from the foster care system. And she was wanting to to talk to me. It was to me specifically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. about ways to uh, reach out to people in the community who maybe really usually don't get this kind of contact about the foster care system and the, the needs uh, and uh, how how people can help, or if you've never even thought about being a foster parent, perhaps you know here's uh, here's your chance to learn about it. And I thought that was really unique that she contacted someone at a poetry museum yeah. uh, to. Well, think about that the, she wants well, to co- uh, you know we want collaborate on things. Yeah, and think about the poetry a foster family could create, what they what they have got what they've gained from becoming mm-hmm. a foster, whether it's temporary or permanent. Right. Uh, it's quite a treasure trove of emotions and experiences that could be put into poetry. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. not seen this before. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Well, and, and it's also just the idea of using the creative impulse to, like we've been talking about, to approach a problem, to talk, to express feelings that you have, especially if you are too young or too afraid or too unaware of how to express them uh, verbally, mm-hmm. orally, mm-hmm. you know, um, that, that use your creativity yeah. to do that. And that's, you know, I have a lot of experience with that through the years, yeah. uh, teaching, basically. Yeah. And then running this museum, because the museum is about uh, allowing people to have an experience of poetry, mm-hmm. and uh, that includes being creative. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think we have to be very careful with young women like this woman to not band-aid her situation. When I read this, I remember when I was a full Barbie. We need not to say, oh, you're a full Barbie. There's nothing wrong. We need to not do that. Yeah. She's not a full Barbie. Mm-hmm. And we need to acknowledge that she feels she is not, therefore she is not. Mm-hmm. And we need to say, you know, we're going to you, tell me more. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Open up, you know. 
Meet people where they're at. Meet, meet them where they're at. Accept them where they're at. Yeah, mm-hmm. and which to me is is the best poetry too. That that meets people where they're at. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean you dumb down mm-hmm. what you're saying, but that you are approachable in a way that your images and your ideas and the way that you frame things can have an impact on a just a regular person, not someone who reads poetry all the time. If you read poetry all the time or you read a lot of poetry, yeah, it's probably easier for you to grasp the message of, of a perhaps complex poem, but that shouldn't be necessary. Mm-hmm. It should not be necessary. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yes. Woo! We got Man, deep. Got we're getting, deep. We're getting, <laughs> you know, and we're getting deep. And this episode will have somber moments and then Barbie mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be up and down, mm-hmm. somewhat of a different different uh, uh, topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what makes it unique because I don't know how many of the podcasts are doing Barbie right now. So, you know, <laughs> there'll I mean? be a lot of them out well, there. Maybe so. Maybe so. But, <laughs> but not but they're talking not gonna, about but poetry. They're, they're not, and they're probably not going to be all that appropriate, to be quite honest. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, right. it's um, you know, this this head that our that our artists created. It's a great opportunity to talk about the um, the power of the creative spirit, and also it's just a great representation of what this museum is. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was just saying, it's just a place where people can have an experience of not just poetry, um, but of your um, your creative self. Well, and also uh, you realize this: this museum is completely non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's non-denominational, non-judgmental. There's no uh, preface about it. There's no. It, it's not. It's not something you come in and let me show me your degree before you enter, right. and show me what you've rented, written, what you've published before you enter. It's not like that. Mm-mm. And some people think poetry is that. Oh, I can't. I can't come in a poetry museum. You know, I don't. I don't know anything about poetry. You know, that's perfect. Not come in. Come in. <laughs> C- come in. You know, and we, you'll leave a poet. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Share something. Or if not, still the experience of poetry, you mm-hmm. know, that you'll have it in your life, which was the whole meaning behind when I started the, the poem life whole deal when I had the one woman show and everything, is I wanted people to have an experience of poetry, just regular regular people, and to be able to express themselves, perhaps poetically, and then go from there. Because this head that our, that our young artist has done also is a good example of what we talk about often, is it has an occasion for poetry in it. Those two lines are not a poem, really, mm-hmm. on their own, but they definitely are the starting point. Oh, they're brilliant. For a brilliant point. I remember yeah. when I was a full Barbie is 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 art mm-hmm. in, in itself. Mm-hmm. That is I mean that opens up in a, a door to this huge illustration to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. because mm-hmm. there there could be all kinds of illusions, you mm-hmm. know. It's mm-hmm. a very great uh, that's a great poetic technique uh, allusions to actual Barbies and uh, the Barbie world and all that, but it also can be just a place where you can in- explore the imagery of your life or the Barbie life and and really make it a, a a powerful poem. And I think people got a little bit muddled down in the dimensions of the Barbie doll and how that was unrealistic to the human form. I remember that was a big debate for right. a long, long time. time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But so were fashion illustrations that showed legs at, at two and a half times their length and, and, and this and that. Um, Look at any doll. Oh, any doll. Probably any, any doll. Any doll mm-hmm. is not. Not an accurate representation, no, correct. No. Mm-hmm. And the ones that are, 
are freaking creepy. <laughs> yeah, short little legs. You know? I'm thinking mainly of the baby dolls. Baby those dolls. little reborn dolls mm-hmm. are the dolls that look exactly down to the wrinkles. I'm like, no. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that, that, and I like creepy dolls. Yeah, I I remember your creepy doll. <laughs> yeah, but that is a little much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are those are creepy on on another level. Yes. So yeah, it's not like we've ever thought that a doll was a uh, a perfect representation of what a person actually looks like. But I think yeah, it was because it was a female, you know, doll, and this is a grown female, and it's supposedly mm-hmm. uh, a role model. Um, I never felt like I had to look like a Barbie. And you and, <laughs> and I played with Barbies all the time. You love Barbies. I love Barbies. You love Barbies. Yeah. Some girls love them, some girls don't. Some boys love them, some don't. Yeah. You know. And I am going to see the Barbie movie. Good. Uh, eventually. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll go see it together. Yeah, hear what right. all hear what all the fuss is about, yeah. you know. Well, on this topic I did want to to read a a Barbie poem too. And uh, I found one I really like and it's by a poet Allison Luderman. And it's called Barbie Manifesto. All right. Right. I'm going to see the Barbie movie tonight because I had a feminist mother who didn't buy us Barbies. And when I said I wanted to be a nurse, she said, why don't you be a doctor? But I really did want to be a nurse because of the perky hats they got to wear, bobby pin to their sleek, shiny hair. And I'm going to wear pink to the Barbie movie, hot pink, the color of cheap candy, like the chalky sugar cigarettes we pretended to smoke with their fake red tips. And I'm going to squeal like a cheerleader on ecstasy. I'm going to be (laughs) silly and girly and super excited and all the things you were never supposed to be. Because doing anything like a girl Running or throwing or thinking or writing or talking is the worst insult. An icky, sticky, oozing, bleeding, shrill, smelly, girly, girly. It means you're not smart or cool. You cry when they throw footballs footballs at your chest, which my boyfriend did in high school because he wanted to help me toughen up. It means you'll be laughed at and dismissed. So I've acted serious and intelligent and tough for about a thousand years just to prove them all wrong. But now I'm begging to be dismissed. Please dismiss me so I can lounge by the pool in a bright pink bikini while some kin brings me drinks with little umbrellas because I'm tired of proving my point. I don't remember what my point is anyway or the point of this whole thing in the first place. Men, women, who cares? I just want to hide under the bed with my best friend and a flashlight constructing secret worlds we can live in forever. I want to grow old on Planet Girl, painting each of my stubby fingernails a different color of neon. I have pretended I sprang fully grown from the forehead of my father, bristling with armor. I have worn olive drab and camouflaged the delight I once took in smearing myself with Vaseline and admiring my new little breast buds in the midnight mirror. I have done all the right things, I have feigned interest in what bored me. I have feigned politeness. I have pretended that my inner organs are not all glistening pink. My heart and my liver and my lungs. Pink as your own tongue or the pads of your feet or your palms. Mm. Isn't that a wonderful manifesto? (laughs) And drive my pink Corvette to the soda shop and get a pink Sunday. Because I want to do it. So dismiss me. Dismiss me. I love when she says Mm. that. At your own peril, dismiss me. She said said about this poem, Like so many women of my generation, I've wrestled with the contradictions of who I'm supposed to be and who I am, what I'm supposed to enjoy, and what I actually do like. 
I think the Barbie movie is arriving in our world at a great time for all of us, men and women, to start looking at these questions in a new playful way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's interesting, the critics and detractors of this movie by crowing and howling about it are just increasing its popularity. They're not being playful at all. They're not being playful at all. They're, they're not. I'm not picking them up in my pink Corvette and saying, "Hey, good looking, be back to pick you up later." They're not coming to the. They're not coming That's to the. That's a Mr. Microphone ad. That wasn't a Barbie ad. That was a cross reference. Yeah. <laughs> they're not coming to the to the Barbie prom or the Barbie dance. Yeah, right. Yeah. So so it's interesting yeah. uh, that we are out of the the time of I think of criticizing so much the Barbie and. Um, the Barbie look, even though there's those women out there that do all that plastic surgery. Well, and there are guys out there that, that try to kin themselves up, and they're scary also. Yeah. Remember that there's one man who wants to look like Ken, and he's had many, many, no. many plastic surgeries, and it's tragic. <laughs> so they're that, but that's true with, I guess, any plastic surgery. But I guess surgery. they're having fun. True, <laughs> true. If, you, if, if having plastic surgery is fun. Um, I don't know, you know, but it, it, there is an obsession in, in a way uh, that's gone the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, you know, our young artist who made this head that we've been talking about, she was definitely having fun and playing when she put it together, and I think that's another thing that the creative spirit has is it's you may be working on something that's very internally. Um, large and serious mm-hmm. and um, needs to be you know brought out of your system at the same time you you're playing you know you're mm-hmm. playing with objects you're playing with words you're playing with color um, she cut off all the hair on the on the little Barbie head mm-hmm. on this but then she took some what is is it pink it, I don't know some uh, salmon colored ribbon yeah, kind of Would a satiny ribbon, satiny, satin right, ribbon. exactly, coral salmon ribbon. And cut it up and and made her hair out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she took some lace, what would you call that, lavender-like yes. lace? Mm-hmm. Some lace to make a little bonnet or a lace, headpiece. Or lace ribbon she put on the head and leggings, on the legs leggings. and the arms. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of like her dress, too. So, and, and all of this is yeah. symbolic, I think. You know, and, and she might know more about it than we do, obviously. But uh, mm-hmm. um, I remember when I was a little bit older than her, than she was, I made a collage out of magazine cuttings and uh, an assemblage uh, for an art class. And I thought, you know, I was really into it, and I had a message I wanted to send. Um, and the art teacher really elaborated on it and really loved it, and it just opened up. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it just really uh, opened up uh, uh, some pride in in me, and it's like she gets it. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're telling about our artists talking about and appreciating is going to really resonate with her when she discovers mm-hmm. how much you appreciate her contribution. Yeah, I think that because she grew, um, she she came here for about six weeks in a row with some other girls that were doing some creative things, and um, her yeah, the creativity really grew during that time, and also. Um, unfortunately, she said at one point, my school doesn't allow imagination. I think that's, <laughs> so, br- you mentioned that, and I think that is brilliant because she probably is not too far from the truth. Yeah. You know, the way things are being suppressed and not taught and mm-hmm. banned. Right. Well, you know? yeah, and she's a candidate for one of those, like, alternative schools mm-hmm. that, 
like like an art school where you, you learn other things, but there's a big concentration on yeah certainly. your your artistic uh, development. And so I I I definitely understand. I'm sure she was like me. She hates math. And yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, math people and math teachers out there. But yeah, well, it, our our side of the brains are just shrunk with. On the math side, mine's <laughs> mine's like a walnut. It's tiny. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But so her her grandmother and I, you know, we worry about her mm-hmm. because. Um, you worry about her because she's gone through some stuff and she's dealing school with. School started. <laughs> school has started. So I and I would like to dedicate something I have written because yes. you know you and I have both survived some stuff. Maybe not what she, everyone's path is different, but I thought I scribbled this in the parking lot here about a couple of hours ago because it was on my mind. So yeah. I'm going to dedicate this to our little artist. One day maybe she will hear it. Cool. We cope. Below the surface, try to bury the episode, cover it with soil, and plant a garden on top to nurture. But maybe it's better to excavate, open the ground to sunlight. No, it may never heal, but choose to own the experience and not be a tenant within its walls. Ooh, so, Mr. Metaphor. Think, I know. I, you, I don't even have, you should have your shirt on today. I should. But the thing is, <laughs> I think that's kind of cool. You know, choose to own the building and yeah. not live not live in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that you have done that. I think I have done that. You know, and it's a, it's a process. Mm-hmm. And you can ex- excavate, like you said, but maybe you're excavating just to see what, is sure. down there what sure. the foundation is but you know flowers and gardens and vegetables only cover so much mm-hmm. you know you got to get to the you know let, let's let's uncover yeah. so well if the roots of things are diseased or destroyed You're or being not, eaten away mm-hmm. nothing's gonna nothing's growing happen but nothing's gonna bloom very long listen to us oh look at it <laughs> yeah but that 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 is lovely and what was the last line again bill because okay yeah uh-huh um no it may never heal but choose to own the experience and not be a tenant within its walls. Be an owner. Own it. Yes. Control it. That's The tenant was the word I yeah. was trying to remember. Be, not be a tenant. That's a great poetic because a t- word. Because a tenant, you're paying rent. You're paying rent to this experience over and over, mm-hmm. and it's charging you, and it's mm-hmm. costing you. So choose to be an owner, not a tenant. So. And that's a, well, that's a homonym, too, because there's a tenant. Is it spelled T E N N E N T? Like a rule, like a. It's it's more like a person who occupies a space. A no, te- that's the T E N A N T. I'm thinking about. Okay. A tenant. Okay. A tenant yes. Yes. Of, yes. Exactly. That that's your tenant. T E N N E N T. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. See, you got dual you meaning. Got that going on too. Got that going on. <laughs> dual some, meaning tenant and tenant. Got some layers going, mm-hmm. which is when we're talking about poetry, which we are. You know, I know we get off topic and we go into things, but we're always talking about poetry in in unique ways that are not that it's not spoken uh, yeah. about often. And that's the thing about poetry and and why it is still so powerful, why it was our first uh, literary art is because it is the perfect thing for helping you to explain two things at the same time mm-hmm. or to present something in all its layers and uh, to have you be able to experience life with all its layers Mm -hmm. and um, that's painful sometimes but I think inevitably it's freeing because it's just you know the more you know about why you feel like you do you know why you express things the way you do why people react to you the way they do the more you know Mm -hmm. I mean it may be at the first part kind of 
depressing. <laughs> yeah. But it adds a depth to your life. I think that's inevitably, you know, positive. Oh, it's connecting. The more you realize you are never alone, you were never alone. Mm-hmm. Other people experience the exact same things in different manners. It's it's freeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope this young woman, this uh, our artist, continues this. Yeah. And do you think everyone is... I've heard everyone is born an artist and then they're told they're not good enough. Is every our children all poets and then they grow out of this or they're told, oh, yeah. you know. We all have a poet in us that died in our youth. And mm-hmm. I think that's the same true about artists because I know, I know I've said this before that, you know, think about your art class when you were in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Everybody was so good. Mm-hmm. Everyone could draw. We were all making clay models. Yeah. We, were, we were just so good. Melting those crayons in the wax yeah. paper and creating stained glass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's true kind of with almost any discipline is, you know, as a child, you can pick it up pretty easily because that's your learning and your brain is growing because you and don't you're know really you good can't. at it. Because yeah, you, you don't know. You haven't been you, told you can't. You haven't been told you can't. For the most part. Um and then, and then you just, over time, you kind of go one way or you get pushed one way and you get pushed out of, you know, some mm-hmm. other way. And then you just develop that one thing. And, I mean, it's a natural process. But at the same time, I'll go back again to what I was saying, why this museum exists, is that I feel like everybody needs to keep the poetry in them. Absolutely. Yeah. I I'll, don't care what you're going, where you're going or what you're doing. And also, the competition doesn't really enter. You're not competing. You're, you know, mm-hmm. math competitions, spelling competitions. We don't necessarily have, you know, poetry. You know, that, oh, your poem, it doesn't match this. Uh, competition can be a killer of creativity. Um, it can, even though we do have some contests here at the museum. But they, they're, you know, I usually use them. These are big motivators to, to just try to get you to do it. Yes. You know, just to mm-hmm. try to, to put the pen to paper and... Uh, pen to paper just aged, oh, I like, aged I like, myself i like pen and paper yeah <laughs> yeah punctuation and cursive writing and all that <laughs> i was reading an article it was in the latest issue of rattle which is a really cool literary magazine the july issue and it's called the healing power of poetry appreciating a primal pleasure by michelle quirk and the first line says poetry reconnects us with the beauty and goodness of the world while also naming it's difficulties. Naming is difficulties. Yes. Recognizing. Which, again, is this, this head that our artist has made, which is naming her difficulties. And then I had another quote that went along with that because I've been reading a book. This is an older book. But like I said, I get around to things really late sometimes. But it's a book by Adrian Rich, the great poet, uh, called What is Found There, Notebooks on Poetry and Politics. And there was a particular line that stood out to me, and I wrote it down. A poem can't free us from the struggle for existence, but it can uncover desires and appetites buried under the accumulating emergencies of our lives, the fabricated wants and needs we have urged on us have accepted as our own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love accumulating emergencies. Mm -hmm. Like, we we think of all these little things that we were talking about them for the podcast. Yes. All these little things that bothered us mm-hmm. that have happened in the last couple of days, those little yeah. things that, that niggle and get on us and they're accumulating emergencies and poetry freezes, freezes from those up. things. Because in my mind, I think, Oh, this has happened to me and I'm irritated by it and yes. I'm angered by it. But yes, but I don't want to communicate it. And part of my brain says, Bill, just deal with it. Everyone deals with it. And I'm, part of my brain says, I want to speak about it and get it out of my system mm-hmm. because it wasn't Which right. Which is fine. It wasn't yeah. right. Yeah. And we did. And we did. We both got, we got both, it out of our system. It was a cathartic, 
conversation. <laughs> right. And then, uh, and then we turn to poetry. And like, and like Adrian Rich said, I, a poem does that. It, it just takes you to the, the essence, you know, those four levels of reality. You got the physical and the emotional and the mythic, and the one at the very bottom is essence. What is the essence of an experience, the essence of your life? That's where poetry takes mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. you know. And whatever physical reality happened, whatever story we made up about it, however we feel about it, mm-hmm. it's all because of who we are mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and, and how Unique. we feel about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And right. I remember when I was a free head. And I remember when I was a full Barbie. And, you know, she uh, will may be full again. Maybe she will always deal with this. But uh, whatever it is, she's she'll be fine, you know. I hope so. I hope so, you know. And she's certainly dealing with it in a in a, in a positive way, mm-hmm. in a great way to be able to communicate artwork, mm-hmm. composition. This is an assemblage. Yeah. Yeah. It's very special. And um, I, I, one of the thing we saw Howard Jones last week. One of my, I'm an '80s kid, but he closed with a he he closed with his song Hide and Seek. So I encourage everyone listening to look at the lyrics to the song Hide and Seek. And the, I would like our young artist to one day listen to Hide and Seek and and think about how this pertains to her life. Do you have just like a couple of lines from it? That I do. Because I don't know if I'm familiar with it. Um, yes. Just wait, you can't hide from me, I'm coming. Just wait, you can't hide from me, I'm coming. Knock, knock, I'm at your door now. I'm coming in. No need for me to ask permission. I'm inside your room now. Where is it you've hid? Or is our game of hide-and-seek about to end? Okay. Hope you find it. Hope you found what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, that goes with the head here. Mm-hmm. Because we have we have a person hiding inside someone else's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, or true. we have a person hiding inside her own, her own head. Her own head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to break out. Yeah. Well, Sean, what if this, what if this artist never is a full Barbie? Isn't that okay? Yes. There's the key. <laughs> Are any of us full Barbies? None of us. <laughs> so, you know, maybe she broke it. Maybe she broke out of the Barbie, and that mm-hmm. might be the, the key. So, awesome. There you know, we go. You know, frankly, I know we didn't get all wacky and crazy, but I really love this episode. Yeah. I hope you all did too. <laughs> I, it's, I feel like the room just turned pink. I think we're all covered in pink. <laughs> and, and maybe we'll come back to something along those lines after we've both seen the movie. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so thank you all for being with us on this episode. Thank As you, always. Thank you to our young artist. And uh, we wish her well. And I hope we get to see her again many, pad, many hope times. Hope our paths cross again. Yes. Right. Thank you all for being with us. Bye, guys. Don't doggy.